I'm Pamela Fagan Hutchins, your host, and this is the show where I talk with other crime fiction writers about the stories of thrills and suspense that will leave you mystified, sometimes horrified, and always wanting more. Please join me in welcoming today's special guest. Well, hello out there, everyone. I'm coming to you from dark and rainy Denmark um, tonight. And before we welcome our special guest, I will just apologize that it is not um, quite as bright as it normally is, but try getting some light into Denmark at 5 p.m. this time of year. Good luck to you. Um, so t- I wanted to remind everyone that this is the show where I am uh, announcing all my guests on my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com. You can get out there, see the upcoming guests, prepare by um, pre-ordering their books. Usually this is for um, the launch of novels and look at old shows. And when you do, you will be lucky enough to see that I have some fabulous upcoming guests, almost as wonderful as tonight's guests. I want to welcome my friend, Terry Shepard. Hi, Terry. My first friend in the business, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) You were my gaffer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was I was hanging over Pamela's shoulder while she was interviewing Danielle Girard at Bauschakan Dallas, watching yes, her sir. tech and stuff. And she said, "Hey, can you can you get those shades closed so there's not so much light on my face?" And you we've right. been friends ever since. We have been friends ever since, and and you with Danielle and me with Danielle too. It was like really fun, and we were in a cafe or something. the The lighting was terrible. We we should have should have uh, anticipated that, but you helped tremendously. And now I get to welcome you for your fourth novel, Chasing Karma. Yeah. Jessica Ramirez is killing it. She's, this is, yeah, this is, this is the one. I mean, it's, um, it's thanks for having me on. It's just great to be with you. And, and, you know, you are one of the people that kept me going on the Jess series when everything was telling me to stop. So (laughs) this book. As, as your has your fingerprints all over it. Well, you know, it is um, it is sometimes tempting to run screaming, assume the fetal position in a corner. You know, <laughs> the books sometimes um, uh, have our number, but you persevered, and here you are. Yeah, it's, it's I can't believe that I'm this far into Jessica's story. She's evolved so much since Vega and. She seems to be. She seems to be an entity all to herself. Your characters do that. Patrick Flint kind of gets in your head and decides what he's going to do sometimes on his own, doesn't he? Absolutely. Don't you just love that when you're writing a scene and and you start to have this feeling of what's coming before your brain has even told you what it's going to be because your character is so alive for you. Yeah, and then the, the thing that does bother me though is when they start arguing with each other when I'm driving and I'm trying to get someplace, <laughs> and Jess and Allie will start arguing about who's in charge of the scene. <laughs> I'm not sure that that is them arguing. Maybe it's a sign of multiple personality. Disorder. Yeah, probably. Out there. I'm in deep trouble. We have some people that are, are showing up to comment. We have a uh, a good morning. That must be for you. And then a good evening. That's for me. I don't know if you can see those when I'm. Yeah, I can. Sure. Yeah. That's thank you, Susan. 
mm, good morning to you that are watching the video cast you can see the comments if you're catching us on the podcast you get all the good stuff you just don't get the to see those comments coming through. And um, and so you guys out there, if you have any questions for Terry or for me or about Chasing Karma or Jessica Ramirez, you just throw them in the comments. I'll be watching for you. And in fact, we've got Good Morning Terry from Jeff Smith. From That's Apex my best North friend from college, my college roommate. Yes, we got in a lot of trouble. North Carolina, where he may be still getting into trouble. Looking forward to reading the book. Um, what kind of trouble? As much trouble as Jess and Allie? Um, are we talking, uh, you know, more um, college boy kind of um, shenanigans? Well, the, the um, probably the best story is that we lived in a dormitory that had two sides facing a loading dock in the in the center of the in the of the complex, and. Um, our student radio station, for which Jeff and I both worked, decided one night that they were going to um, play Singing in the Rain. And when we knew that was going to happen, there was a bunch of us that went down and got on the loading dock and danced in our pajamas <laughs> during Singing in the Rain. And everybody turned their radio speakers and their stereo speakers out, so there was this, this thing was wafting through, echoing through the entire South Complex. How fun was that? <laughs> yeah, that college was really trouble. good. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned something have, there, but it was a lot of fun. Do you have? Does he have that great radio voice like you do? He does. Yeah, we we actually um, we we've always you know the way that it works when you have friends in any business like you and I, right? I mean, we're you hopscotch and help each other along. So he would get a gig somewhere and he'd say, "I got it. I got this gig, and there's going to be an opening. Come on, you come on, come on and work here." And okay. um, it's just like you and me. I mean, when when Sitting Duck came out, and said, "Hey, you want to read that one for me?" And I said, yeah, I do. I Yay! love to be Patrick Blunt. That was <laughs> that was so cool. See, and I I never probably would have been as prolific a narrator without my friends like you. Well, there you go. And you you guys that are authors out there, Nanny Nanny Boo Boo, you can't have him. I had Terry as my narrator for Sitting Duck. It was a great performance too. <laughs> so if you had to choose, so narrating, writing. Um, hosting shows, you know, we'll call it radio, but do you even call it radio anymore? Yeah, I'm still hey, doing radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, these days it's all via the internet. But, you know, I think I turn on the radio in my car. I do. I do. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Um, <laughs> but which would you pick? DJ? You, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. This is a conversation I actually had with my shrink yesterday because we're always talking about where the joy is versus where the money is. Yeah. Right? And right. Um, my joy really, I mean, the most fun that I have is I do the, I do the, I do mornings on a radio station in Detroit, a, um, a digital radio station in Detroit. And I love that. That's my, my favorite thing. It's not work, it's play. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, the, the money is in the transactional stuff. So when I'm working narrations or I'm doing back end things at Ramirez and Clark for other authors, helping mm -hmm. them get on Kindle and all that kind of stuff, that's where the, and, and websites, that kind of thing, that's more yeah. old school work like um, what you used to do and what Eric does. Well, you, and you, you know, even with your business now, I mean, there's dimensions of publishing that are definitely not as much fun as the creation part. They definitely are not. <laughs> in fact, when Terry and I um, said hello, I was in the middle of um, uh, dealing with translations where the, the application that inserts the cover into the ebook wasn't working. And when you uploaded it to the site, it was wrong. And, you know, and it's like, it's transactional. But I've spent the day writing. Now, how much of your time do you spend writing? Not nearly enough. 
you know, I try and um, um, I try and block out a time every day where I know I will write. But yeah. I don't know if this happens to you, Pamela, but I will get um, I'll get a, a shot of inspiration. So this short story that I'm working on for the senior anthology, the plot came to me last night. And um, so I just started working on it. And even when I, I knew I had to go to bed, I still had more stuff. So then I did, I don't know if you do this, but then I just start writing random things that I don't want to forget. Like if there's a line of dialogue, I just put it down, get it in there. And then today I'll go back in and try and make some sense of what that is. But the story yeah. knew where it was going and it was time to do it. So I would, in those cases, I stay up later. I do what I need to do. But most time I block out a segment of the day and that is where I write whether or not I'm ready. I mean, that's the difference I think that you and I know from being professionals in this business is that you're not allowed to have writer's block. You have no. to deliver the goods. And in a while you start to figure out, okay, I'm going to do it. I'll write over whatever is sticking me up under it, around it or through it, but I'm going to get it done. This current book that I'm working on, I wrote it completely out of order. The first draft, because I just had to go with what I was feeling and get the words on the page because deadlines wait for no woman. They're there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to, you know, what, what other job can you call your boss and say, hey, I'm having a block today. I just can't come in. You yeah. Got, you you got to deliver it. It's, it's exactly, people want it. Exactly. And, and, you know, with all do with all the love and respect for writers that, that do tell us they have writer's block, Terry and I do share this um, very strong feeling that there is no such thing allowed. <laughs> yeah. No well, you, such you, thing allowed. Figure out a way. I mean, that's, yeah. um, you know, when I was playing drums, one of my heroes was Buddy Rich and he never missed a concert. I mean, he, he's played with broken arms. He's played with concussions. You just have to show up because the audience needs you and you never know how long you're going to have them. You never know when that time that you're there may be the magic moment. Right. Um, Without you know, your butt in the chair, the magic cannot yeah. happen. Yeah. Right? And you, and you have to book. keep the content coming. I mean, that's part of your success is you have so many great books out there, just one after another. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. And sometimes I feel like my head is going to explode. <laughs> um, <laughs> this year's really bad because I'm writing three books for a January 2024 publication date. Yeah. How's that, that going? That's exciting. It is exciting. I'm halfway through. I'm more than halfway through now because the halfway point was first drafted the second book. And I'm now on, you know, the, the uh, rewrite, if you will, of the second book. So I'm halfway um, or more there, but it won't come out for another year. And I've got two other books to write after this to try to do a big uh, string of launches. And because my series that are my bread and butter and that people are like knocking on my door saying, when's there another Patrick Flynn and why isn't there a second Jen Harrington are languishing because I'm writing these other books that aren't coming out for a year. So anyway, a um, little personal, little personal uh, issues. <laughs> I feel your pain. I feel there. your pain. Yeah. <laughs> so um, now tell me, we mentioned friends that you get into trouble with and, and Jeff of course popped mm -hmm. up. But if you were to get in trouble with somebody from the Jessica Ramirez series, who would be the one that you'd end up, you know, um, fending off the pokey because of, you know, the popo, um, which is, which is the one that, that would, that would get Terry Shepard in trouble. This is why I like being with you. You ask the best questions. Well, thank and, you. And, uh, and it would definitely be Alexandra, Allie Clark, her, her <laughs> uh, just a sidekick. And the, the, Allie's always been a problem for me because yeah. in many ways, she's a more interesting person than Jess. I mean, Jess's, Jess's pain comes from 
people trying to control her all her life. Her dad wouldn't let her be a swimmer like she wanted to. And being a female in a male-dominated culture of copdom was another thing. So she's right. struggling with a lot of that stuff. But Allie is this, uh, you know, this unabashed, proud lesbian who came out and probably has somewhere deep in her psyche some pain and maybe even some shame associated with the la- that label. But out front, she does not care. She's, yeah. She knows she's got the brain. She's a computer forensics gal. And she could be working anywhere, but she chooses to work in this small college town cop shop with her best friend. And so she has, she, she's fearless. And that, that means when, you know, whenever Jess will describe something to her, like she'll say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Allie will say, wrong, wrong, wrong. Don't do this. You're, you're working from your heart and not your head. It's a bad decision. And Allie and Jess will say, well, are you in? And she'll go, of course I'm in. You know, so <laughs> I think so I would you- get in trouble with her. I think that anybody would get in trouble with Allie. Allie, I I kind of expected that that would be the person that you said. Now, you used a word, unabashed. And I like that word as applied to your writing style. Have you ever ever thought of an adjective to describe how you write? You kind of go all out when you write. Big thrills. Thank you. Big thoughts. Yeah, Yeah, it's really fun. I mean, you know, it's kind of a... Terry writes um, big screen. You know what I mean? It's like it's like uh, um, Technicolor. Uh, you can see it uh, rolling out as a movie. What adjective would you use to describe your writing style? Well, it's definitely cinematic, Pamela. I mean, cinematic. It's, um, that's the word yeah. I was looking for when I when, said big screen. Yeah, when I was growing up, I was I was a really bad insomniac, and I couldn't I could not sleep at night. And so the thing I would do to trick my mind into sleep was I would start a movie in my brain at bedtime. And I would create it on the fly. Um, and I was the star. Back then, it was all James Bond stuff. So I was putting myself in his place. And there would always be car chases and things. And I realized when I started writing this stuff that I, this, I wasn't going to be changing the world. What I was hoping by creating an ensemble cast that is diverse as the Jessica stories are, that I would inspire people who live in those bodies, who are those colors, who have those preferences to believe that they could be heroes too. That was my overall overarching goal. And I think for a lot of these things that we do in life, it's, it really is about a deeper purpose. What, you know, what contribution are we trying to make to the world? And that's the basis of all the Jessica stories is, is that premise. But beyond that, it's just, it's escapist. I mean, in this world today, we need a way to get away from the realities of the world that just are so frightening. And when you know it, when you immerse yourself in a Jess story, you know she's going to prevail. You know that there's going to be probably three or four super highlight moments where there's a lot of action, and it's never going to stop till the end. And that's that's what I hope. You know, if if they sell fine, if not, it sure is fun writing them. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I was was I was reading this one, and, and I'm not going to do any any giveaways. But basically, each chapter, it's like you're like, how can I top that? What could happen now? Jessica yeah. is in a plane that is crashing, and someone's killing her, and now she's this and she's that. How do I top that in the next sentence? In the next paragraph, it's it is big thrills, um, and it's so much fun. Now, um, I would be 
remiss if we did not play speed round. I've been doing that okay. with all of my authors and asking them the same questions. The idea in my head is one of these days I'm going to compile the answers, but I probably won't happen. Well, there's a book. It's yep. Just an idea. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to, I'm looking down, I'm reading from a script here. You guys, I'm just going to pick a couple at random. I know a lot about Terry, so this is kind of cheating, but one of the favorite questions has been sushi or pizza. Pizza. Any reason why? Oh, years of being a starving disc jockey when that was the main staple. That was the thing that kept me alive. <laughs> comfort food, man. Yeah. Comfort food. Um, okay. Writing outfit and time of day. Um, usually, usually it's uh, early morning and I'm still in my sweatpants from sleeping. All right. And if you had a theme song or if Jessica had a theme song, what would it be? This is a good one for you because you are the music man. Yeah. Born to be wild, Steppenwolf. Born yep. to be wild. That's always playing. Like in the motorcycle chase at the beginning of the story, that's what's playing in my mind. Uh, one of my tricks for writer's block is I switch to screenplay mode and I'll actually yeah. write the screenplay for that scene, all dialogue and, and description. And, and Born to be wild is always in there for her. Always in there. Do you know what's funny is I don't have a screenplay mode like for my screen, but the last half of all my drafts are just screenplay dialogue because I get so yeah. exhausted and yeah. I'm like, screw Oh, but you're so good at it. I mean, great dialogue <laughs> reveals character. It moves the story forward at a lightning pace. And that's one of yeah. the things I loved about the last act of Sitting Duck. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but <laughs> that dialogue, I, I really felt like I was totally immersed in that story. You're so Do you good read at your it. dialogue aloud? Yes. Yeah. My narration is my last edit. So yeah. the last thing I do is I, I read the audiobook. And this one was um, this one's a little different because I I found um I'm I hired Kennedy Rose Moore to do um to read Jessica and Allie's lines and and yeah. of course she's read for you and she's Big terrific. Man. She's a developing narrator who's really, really good. And then I fill in there's some third person in this. This is mostly a first person story, but the third person's me. And that's how I find this stuff. And so for, she was very helpful because she said, like she said to you, she said, do you want me to send edits to you when I see them? I said, heck yes, please do. Yeah. And this is after developmental editor. This is after copy editor. And this is after the proofreader that there was still six things that I needed to fix. So, well, you know, there's something about reading aloud that changes the way that you hear and experience the story most of the time that's just a dialogue fix but sometimes it's much bigger and it hits you boom what a problem is and a fix so okay um i'm looking at our time making sure we're still on track here because i want to get another um, question or two out of here if you had a favorite place that you've traveled to or lived in where would it be and why the favorite place we've lived in was albuquerque new mexico because really? it's high desert, it's dry heat. Mm -hmm. We lived at the base of a mountain. So if it got really hot, we'd just go up to Sandia, to Sandia Crest and it was 20 degrees cooler. Um, and it's, it was a very bohemian city. A lot of people lived there that worked elsewhere because they wanted to live there. So there was a great yeah. creative tribe there. Really enjoyed it. Eric really loved living there as well. It's a great place. Well, that's, that's, that must be why I like it. Me and, Eric, me and Eric have a lot in common. There you go. We married and, amazing women. We play the bass guitar. You know, we, we, yeah, we're corporate guys. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> exactly. Except he can't write. Um, but he's very good with plot. Um, the, and you live in a very humid, hot, most of the year place now. So, you know, I, I can understand how dry would be appealing. It's happy hour. You're out with Allie. What are the two of you ordering? 
Uh, Allie's ordering a Pilsner or Quell. That's her favorite beer, the Czechoslovakian beer. And for me, it would be a lemon drop martini. Oh, nice. I like those as well. I, I, this has been super fun. Um, and you guys, I really encourage you. Great escapism, high on the thrill quotient, cinematic, unabashed, going for it. Terry Shepard writing Jessica Ramirez, number four in Chasing Karma. Thank you for being on the show today. Always a pleasure, Pamela. Thank you. And you guys, I am going to go with the last few things. You know, I always have to tell you, check out my website for past and upcoming shows. You can also find my new releases there or pull from my backlist, which you can read always for free on Kindle Unlimited, audio, large print, hardcover, all kinds of formats available. And Crime and Wine is copyrighted and solely owned by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I sure do appreciate you guys being here. And oh my gosh, I missed a bunch of comments, which I'm going to throw up to encourage people to um, keep doing them. Um, my husband, who is watching from a refinery in Denmark, I guess, says, loving it, you guys. And Christina says, good morning, Frau Wyoming. And uh, she has some Danish roots. We've been chatting on Facebook. Speed round, Eric's favorite. Susan says, I'm in East Texas and can't wait to read Terry's book. And Steppenwolf's Born to be Wild was their class song in high school. And we have a woof, woof, woof. That would be our, um, our Lobos connection here. Someone that grew up and graduated from Clovis, New Mexico. Susan, that's very cool. And I think that, <laughs> I don't know what this last comment is. Don't throw up. That's it, you guys. I promise. We're done. We're out of here. Thank you so much for being here. And I shall see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on Crime and Wine chats with crime fiction authors and Pamela Fagan Hutchins. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will check back in with us next time for more thrills, suspense, and stories that will mystify, sometimes horrify, and always leave you wanting more.